Welcome back to Redeeming the Time. I'm your host, Chris Macy. I am the minister here with the North Valley Church of Christ here in Cape Creek, Arizona. And if you want to know more about us, you can go to our website, www.nbcoc.net, and you can learn about the congregation there. If you click on the radio mic, you'll find not only this program, but all the past programs we have recorded or posted there as well. We're starting a series here with the book of Revelation. That is right. We're going to study through Revelation. That's scary, isn't it? it? Whenever you hear that, that you know someone's going to study through Revelation or you're going to hear a lesson on it or someone wrote a book on it, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? Are you nervous or scared? You begin to wonder about, well, what kind of weird thing are they going to tell us? Is this some sort of future prophecy of how the world's going to come to an end and things like that? You know, the the word revelation, in, in our Greek, it's apocalypto, I think is how you say it. And we get our English word apocalypse. And you think of that word apocalypse, especially in our country, you think that's that's war, destruction, all kinds of scary things, right? And that's the way the movies sometimes project it. Well, the word actually means to lay bare the truth, to open up and reveal the truth. We're going to start by looking at the at an introduction to the book of Revelation. And uh, I want to keep all these kind of short and uh, uh, easy. I'm not going to dive into a lot of things. I know a lot of scholars out there that are much smarter than I am. I'm, I'm the first to admit it. I am no scholar. I am no great preacher either. I simply want to know the truth. I want to have just the facts. And I, I hope that we're able to impart that, that I'm able to impart that to you with this short series. Each section we're going to do is going to be a little short. And so, Let's just do an introduction to Revelation. Let's just jump right into it. We know the author is the Apostle John. Sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's people out there that will debate that, but there's no reason to. He is the author, John. It says so in the text. The date of the writing of the book of Revelation, we peg it around 96 A.D., about the end of the first century. And more importantly, what we need to look at is the historical setting. This will help us understand some of the tone that we find in the book. Rome at this point was faltering. Uh, barbaric, barbaric tribes were taking over the outposts, bringing with them their own diverse cultures. Roman military might, you know, it could conquer nations. It was strong, it was powerful. But they could not bring their hearts into loyalty to Rome. Domitian was trying to reconstruct the old Rome and unify the empire. He saw the problems. He was trying to bring people back to the way it used to be. Uh, religion became one of the avenues that he took toward making Rome unified as one again. And the theme in Roman religion was this, quote, Let us return to the gods that make Rome great. Now, <laughs> 
don't think that there's some sort of correlation there between, you know, Rome and Domitian and Donald Trump, the president, okay? That's not there. The theme in Rome, Roman religion, was just simply, let us, let us return to the gods that made Rome great. So the Pantheon in Rome was built not only to house their the major gods of the empire, but to centralize religion in the imperial city of Rome. So Domitian himself also took on the role and title of deity. He required that all within the empire worship him as a sign of loyalty to Rome, and refusal was considered as treason. Christians, of course, rejected Roman gods, refused to honor Domitian with divine titles, and declined to offer the required incense on the altar. Needless to say, the Christians became objects of opposition. Charges against Christians included disloyalty. Why? Since they did not honor or recognize Domitian as their lord and god, they were considered rebellious. Uh, they were also um, charged with being atheists. Since they had no idols and did not acknowledge Roman gods, they called them atheists. They were accused of conducting orgies. Seriously. They said that because they would often meet in the dark. So that was just another charge they threw out there. And they were charged with being cannibals because they partook of the body and blood of Jesus. That would be the Lord's Supper. And uh, we do not believe I, uh, that that's the literal blood and literal body. I know there are some out there that do, but that's for another discussion. A uh, little bit of a side note here. I should let you know. I am looking at some notes and reading notes from Brother Guy Orbison Jr., but I don't want to attribute everything to him because his these notes I have are from 1998. Uh, and I'm sure he's probably changed his mind on a few things. But I also will be looking at notes from others as well, and I will uh, do my best to point that out when I do that, and, of course, my own thoughts and opinions. So that's a historical thing. Now, what about the purpose? Why was the book of Revelation written? And before I jump into that, you know, I was talking about in the beginning of the program here that we're scared of the book of Revelation. Now, I'm not saying all preachers, but quite a few don't preach or study through the whole book of Revelation. They might uh, hit chapter 21 or 22, and most certainly will do a series on the seven letters to the seven churches of Asia. I think almost all preachers do that. But how many actually go through the entire book? I have honestly never heard a preacher of a, in a congregation that I attended preach or teach through this letter. It hasn't happened. I know of preachers who have. Uh, Guy Orbison has. I know uh, my father-in-law, Rodney Tedford, has, and a few others, but not many. And it's it's scary for folks. I think even think about this. How about for my listeners out there? If you're listening right now, when was the last time you read? Through the book of Revelation. And when you're reading through the Bible, do you sometimes skip it? Because it's the book of Revelation, and you're a little nervous about it. Well, I hope this will open up your eyes a little to what the book's all about. I, I think Satan has really used this fear to keep us from looking closer and examining it. And, of course, all the differing opinions out there that just go all over the place is another thing. 
that scares us from the book of Revelation. The primary purpose of this book is to encourage Christians who are being persecuted for their faith. Now, if I was Satan, I would most certainly not want Christians to be encouraged during persecution. And he wants to persecute us. He wants to make us fall away. So, yeah, don't read and study the book of Revelation, he would say. So he would be against this. And these visions were written down to help the first century Christians. Now note that uh, what was revealed in chapter 1, verse 1, chapter 22, verse 6, must shortly take place. And then also in chapter 1, verse 3, and and in chapter 22, verse 10, these are the bookends of the book, the time is near. See, all these things tell us that this, this is what this is about. It opens up that these things must soon take place and that the time is near. And it ends with the same thing. The time being near, I think, is talking about the coming of the Christ. We are in the final, last age. There's nothing more after this. It's over. And then, then there's judgment day. But we must not limit the message of Revelation to the first century. In chapter 1, verse 3, it says, All who hear the words of the prophecy are pronounced as blessed. The applications extend to anyone experiencing afflictions directed toward the faithful. Visions of the second coming and final judgment cannot be limited to the first century either, can it? You know, during the years of 200 to B.C. to 280, those 400 years there, there had developed a large body of Jewish writings that exhibited a distinctive genre later described as apocalyptic. Now, some of these uh, reflected the characteristics of the biblical books of Daniel and Ezekiel and Zechariah in the employment of highly symbolic language. As we already said, the word apocalypse just means revelation, so the intent was not to obscure the message. The writings reflect difficult times in human history, especially among God's people. And most assuredly, Daniel and Ezekiel were that way, but they were written at a different time with a, a different set of circumstances. So Ezekiel and Daniel, they were dealing at times when the, uh, during the um, captivity, the book of Revelation different time. We need to be careful when we make parallels. Yeah, you, you can make one, a few here and there, but not as many as I see in a lot of these uh, commentaries on, on Revelation. We, we, we gotta, it confuses us, I think, or confuses the folks when we do that. Uh, the message, obviously, throughout the book of Revelation is victory. Even though it may appear to be defeat in the present difficult circumstances, God will ultimately bring about victory for his faithful. The thematic verse for the whole book of Revelation, I like to find these. I think uh, when you can find a thematic verse for a letter, it's uh, very useful. And I think chapter 17, verse 14 of Revelation is that thematic verse. It says this, These will wage war against the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them because he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And those who are with him are the called and chosen and faithful. I think that's exactly what the letter is all about. And that word 
overcome that you see there. That is a continual announcement of victory. Again, you see this all throughout Revelation. Chapter 2, verse 7. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. And then also in Revelation 1, uh, or I'm sorry, that's the wrong one. Uh, in Revelation 2, 11, verse 11, same chapter. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hurt by the second death. Down in verse 17. To him who overcomes, to him it will be, I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone. And a new name will be written on the stone, which no one knows but he who receives it. Verse 26 of chapter chapter 2. Uh, he who overcomes and he who keeps my deeds until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations. And then also in 2.26, 3.5, 3.12, 3.21, 17.14, and 21.7. Over and over again, the word overcome pops out. The word blessed shows up uh, all throughout the letter as well. There are many reasons to study the book, but you know, here's, here's the seven Beatitudes given throughout the book. Uh, 1.3, blesses he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy. Who? Not just the New Testament uh, Christians, but us today. Uh, chapter 14, verse 13. Uh, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, so that they may rest from their labors, for their deeds follow with them. 16.15, behold, I'm coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and keeps his clothes so that he will not walk about naked and men not see his shame. 19.9. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Uh, 20 verse 6. Blessed and holy is the one who has part in the first resurrection. 22.7. And behold, I, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who heeds the words of the prophecy of this book. That's the very, the very end there. And then 22.14, blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter the gates into the city. Over and over again, we see that throughout. That's another great theme throughout the book of Revelation, as well as overcome. We should not allow ourselves to become scared of the book. It is a blessing to have it. It helps us overcome persecution. And every generation of Christians, every generation, receives persecution. And the book of Revelation will help focus our minds on what's more important. The things above where Christ is. And I hope in our study in the book of Revelation will help us open our minds, our hearts, to this understanding that God wants us to see. Just don't get so caught up in these visions that we kind of run with those rabbits that a lot of folks do. Just what is the point? What is it God wants us to glean from this, and what does he want us to see? Ultimately, that Christ overcame, that he will take care of us. And if we stick with the Lord, we will be blessed. So I'm so thankful, again, that you came here to be with us here on the Redeeming the Time radio uh, podcast. 
And I hope you do go to our website, www.nvcoc.net, to learn more about us and what the work we've got here. You can subscribe to the program on iTunes or on Google Play. It'll be on iTunes soon. It's already on Google Play. And I hope you do that. And feel free to send me any questions or thoughts you might have. I will read everything. Take care, and God bless.